0: Dark Satellite Media I'm over here now No need for introduction is the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket. Up in smoke, sipping my till I'm giving my cockies to Jimmy for barbie. And we out, got to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass, permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Episode 178 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. Uh with the filmmakers, uh, director and editor of a little documentary about a band, called, a band called Bane holding holding these moments. Dan and Rick, it's honestly, we, we were bullshitting for a few minutes before I pressed record, but this is really fucking cool that you guys took the time to do this because it, it caps off, it's crazy, but it caps off the 11th bane related episode that i've done within like the last 15 episodes like i did like three episodes in between the first series and this one so you guys are a cool little end cap because we'll get into all that in a minute with timing and everything like that but first let me just shout out all my sponsors um first is are you guys coffee guys you drink no 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 coffee guys all right, it's well, crazy. well, this isn't for you then. <laughs> um, Dead Sled Coffee. Um, follow them on, on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee, D-E-A-D-S-L-E-D, Coffee. Um, if you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you enter the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 15% off of your order. Any order over $40 is free domestic shipping. Follow them, like I said, on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee, deadsledcoffee.com. Twitter, the same thing. Facebook, the same thing. Um, tell them Mike, tell them, tell them that, tell them that, tell Mike that I sent you over there. Wow. This is going to be one of them. Um, new Republic printing, um, go to new Republic printing on Instagram, go to NewRepublicPrinting.net. check out their drop-down menu. You can, anything that you want, anything printed on, whether it's tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, zip ups, windbreakers, boy shorts, anything you want, they'll do it for you. Um, They do embroidery, vinyl stickers, buttons, tell Steve that I sent you over there. And they do something that nobody else does. And I'm not just saying this. I'm just doing this all off the top of my head, but it's it's the truth. But they have no screen fees, no setup fees. And if you get your order delivered to a commercial address like your job, it doesn't cost you a dime. So I always say, if you order 1,000 shirts, or 100 shirts, or 10,000 shirts, and you get 100 boxes delivered at your job, it doesn't cost you a dime. Nobody does that shit. I don't know how the fucking guy has been doing this shit for 20 years. I have no idea. But he's awesome, and I recommend him. I've used him for years before I even had them as a sponsor, or even before the podcast was an idea. Um, then we have Generation Records. Go to generationrecords.com. Follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. They're located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village in New York City. If you go to their website... They have an eBay link. You can buy anything basically in the brick-and-mortar spot online. But go to the brick-and-mortar spot. They're back open. They survived this whole pandemic. But like everybody else, they're hanging on by a thread. So please support Generation Records. And last but not least, I'm not going to say they're a sponsor, but I am helping them out. Um, Shout out to Billy from Biohazard. He turned me on to them, and he hit me up, and he was asking if I would like to be a part of it. And sure, why not? It helps people out. It's called crew socks (laughs) and it's like this dude is going to talk about socks right now but it's not really about socks it is but it's really not what they have is they give back it's more about helping people that don't have anything they donate to all kinds of shelters and just just people in need so they have like this whole give back like model that they use so it's if you buy one pair of socks they donate a pair of socks. If you buy two pairs of socks, they donate three pairs of socks. If you buy three pairs of socks, they donate five pairs of socks. So for the first for the first pair of socks that you buy, they'll donate one pair. And then in that same order, any additional pair of socks, they donate two for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You understand? Did that make any sense whatsoever? Complete sense. Yes. All right, so follow them at Socks, Crusox, C-R-U-S-O-X on Instagram. Go to CruSocks.com and support them. And it sounds really cheesy, and I don't have any anything to, you know, go off of or read, but I'll put it out there. I'm a big fan of a nice brand-new pair of socks, man. You know what I mean? Nothing better. Nothing better, Nothing better really. than a nice pair of socks on your foot bro. <laughs> <laughs> and with all of that fucking said... Shout out to my sponsors. Thank you, everybody. Now, let's get into this. 178 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Holding these moments. Bane. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Hey, it's, it's going. I'm halfway out of breath, but it's going. It's going good, man. Um, I'll start off by saying I've said it. Well, we're on podcast time right now, so Bedard Part 2, dropped last week. Um, I don't remember exactly what stories I tell or exactly what I say, because I I don't pander to audiences. I just talk to you guys like like nobody else would listen anyway. Um, I was talking with Bedard though, and I will reiterate in different words, obviously. um, I've done a total of 212 episodes technically. 182 of them are recorded and there's like 30 something mini episodes that I'll do it like horror conventions or like a quick 15 minutes on my phone with somebody or whatever. Um, but there has not been, first of all, I never thought that I would do a series on any band, like, like in a row of every member of the band. And for me to have the opportunity to do it with all of the guys from the final lineup of Bane, and the majority of the guys that used to be in the band and a tour manager and a part two with Bedard was I never thought I would ever be able to do that. So that's one positive thing about this whole coronavirus nonsense if you want to look at silver lining. Um, and throughout this whole thing, it's not like I, I I don't really get any negative feedback in general. You know, if people don't want to listen to whatever episode, they just don't listen. But I really I really don't get like bad feedback. But there has been an unbelievable, more, a hundred times more feedback, all positive about the two series that I did with all of these guys. Like unbelievable. I mean, people like inboxing me, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter message or on Instagram or whatever, just, it sounds so cheesy, but like, pouring out like their emotions and their feelings and what the band meant to them. And like telling me like, like legitimate, like really personal, personal, like sometimes tragic stuff that they've been through and sharing that stuff with me and telling me how much they appreciated me doing it with this bit, with the band. And like, it's been crazy, man. Like not like nothing else I've ever done. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Um, it's like constant. It's constant. And it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. And it's a little humbling. You know, people are thanking me. And I'm like, all I do is press record and fucking babble and sometimes stutter my words. You know what I mean? So all credit goes to, to them guys and, and all that shit. So with all of that said... You guys created something that is a long time coming. <laughs> um, You're here, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ricky, you being the editor, four yeah, right. years of going through, and God only knows how much material you have, and I can't even imagine. But um. What was the first inkling or who came up with the idea to even do this? Like like to say, you know what? Let's fucking make a Bane documentary and focus on a lot of the final tour, but then go all the way back to the beginning. I saw the documentary, it's fucking incredible, and I will say thank you so much for the screener. There was a member of You're the band There was a member of the band that I I sent him a screenshot because there is a, I took a screenshot and I sent it to a member of the band. And I was like, yo, I made the documentary and I made like an arrow and it's me (laughs) at the show where I, break. I was like, yeah, 15 minutes before I break my back, here I am. And um, I won't say who it was, but he was like, yo, what the fuck? I didn't even see it. You got a final cut. I'm like, yeah, I do, buddy. Like, fuck, I didn't even see it. So I was like, how did the band never even see this? And I have this. What's this fucking they've, cool as they've shit? They've seen they've seen
1: versions of it, <clears throat> but yeah. this time, yeah, they they they've, they've seen it. So, but yeah, you've seen it before them. So that's something that they won't have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> apparently not. So who came up with this idea? How did this whole thing fucking happen?
2: All right, so it's gonna it's gonna sound kind of cheesy and lame but whatever um when Dahlbeck was starting to tell me that they were doing their final album and their final tours like I literally had a dream one night about like and I've never ever dreamt about doing a documentary I never even thought I would ever do my own projects like it was just it was just something that I like I camera operate for a job and that's like it's obviously a job that I love but I didn't think that it would ever become something that I would help create, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a dream and I, I texted Dahlbeck the next day. I was like, you should let me come on the final tour and shoot the final tour. And he's like, dude, I'm all in. He's like, but I have to talk to everybody else about it. Right. So in true Dahlbeck fashion, mm-hmm. um, he procrastinated asking people for a while. <laughs> Cause the thing about, Aaron Dahlbeck, because he's amazing at getting back to you. But when you ask him to do stuff, it takes him a little bit of time. But that's okay. I'm guilty of that as well. All, All right. Time. And Ricky can tell you that. I'm very guilty of it. Um, but
1: <laughs> For sure.
2: But It's uh, awesome. You know, so a couple of weeks later, he, he texted me. And I mean, it was like a week before the final tour was starting. And he's like, yeah, man, everybody's on board. And I was like, sweet. So my idea was I was going to drive from LA where i live to Denver where i'm from and i would start the tour there and my friend Mandy who is a tattoo artist in Denver she's a giant bane fan she designed the final um the final show tour or the final show poster okay uh, that everybody fell in love with cuz she's an amazing artist
0: which and one is totally it wait, wait, which one does what does it look like
2: um it has like the giant heart shirt. the giant heart yeah i know the poster okay yeah. Yep, that's that's a Mandy Hazel original, um, but she um, she rode with. She decided that she wanted to ride with me on the West Coast, so she hopped in the car and we went. We did the first, I think, three or four shows just her and I in my car, and then my friend Jay Haas, who was living in Fresno, he's from Connecticut. Um, I asked him if he would want to come shoot second camera. Um, cause he, he loves photography and he hadn't really ever done cameras. So, um, I just thought that I, it would be fun to have him along. He's a giant Bane fan. So he flew up. So then the three of us just went up and down the coast, uh, the West coast. And we were going to stop in orange County and then Dalvik's like, well, dude, we're spending like three days in Vegas. You guys should come hang out. So I was like, all right. So I went and then we ended up going to Phoenix to that show. And then, I went back because I had to go back to work. And then I actually picked back up on the tour in Chicago where I met up with Ricky for, for that one night. Right. Um, and then did the East Coast with my friend Dave Beza, who's from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and my friend Joe, who was living in Hawaii at the time. Huh. Um, we did the whole West Coast, or the whole East Coast. No. But sure. yeah, it, it all just kind of... It all just kind of started, and like it honestly just kind of snowballed because it was just going to be a final tour, right? And a final show thing. And then once Ricky was on board, him and I just kind of it just kind of kept adding more and more and more and more and more.
0: Now, when you when you kicked off and and you went to, to those those first couple of shows, like you 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 set out, you did this all on your own dime. Hmm. Everything. See that's that's another thing about Bane. I don't know what it is. There's so many things. I think that uh, are there a lot of bands that people would actually do that for? Like you know what I mean? Like Fish, Yeah, Grateful Dead, at home. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful Dead. Like, come on, Dave Matthews. completely different animal but like a hardcore band like a a, a hardcore band that's you know just like in a fucking tour bus or you know what i mean like to let you guys hop in and you're on your own dime and you're doing this it's like it's a unique fucking thing man like i i I don't know any band off the top of my head that that would that happens with
1: yeah i can't i honestly haven't heard of any like you said hardcore band or have heard many people that have been like have actually traveled to follow a hardcore band, and I think Bane is actually the only band that I've ever heard of that happening with within the hardcore scene.
0: Speaks fucking volumes about that band, man.
1: Yeah,
2: no doubt. Bane, Bane is more than just a band, honestly. It's oh, sure. It, it becomes it becomes a family, you know, because yeah. it's like every city you travel to, you're seeing the same kids with different faces, you know, because it's like they bring out the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, where and it's like. Honestly some of some of the best people I've ever met in hardcore are attached to that band.
0: Yeah. Yeah man. It's I mean I, don't, I I I I can't I can't speak about it enough. It's just I'll just be like fucking reiterating over and over and over again that they're a special fucking band and I can I can't stress that enough. And some people I so, I mean some people don't get it. And that's all right. You know what I mean? It's like all right, well you don't get it. That's fine. But in my opinion, you're missing out. You're missing out, you know, cause they don't think, cause they're not this chuggy fog band or anything like that. You know, there's no tough, there's no tough guy bullshit. None of this chest out, you know, none of that shit. It's just, it's a pure thing, man. And it's no one gives a shit. No one cares. You know what I mean? Like, what you think or even the band said it like all these guys they were like we never really cared what what people would think you know we just do what we did and i mean zach says it the most he's like sometimes we were just the luckiest band in the world Mm -hmm. you know and they're fucking 20 years man nonstop road dogs and it still bothers me I'll, i'll be honest with you that it's like is, I mean, I would hope maybe, um, um, you know, delusions are grander here, that maybe, like, all of these podcast series and the final show and, and, you know, going up and then the doc, especially the doc, maybe this will, like, spark a little something. I don't know.
2: I I honestly couldn't tell you, man. Not like, me
0: either. It's all it's speculation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: The one I've heard the most is Aaron Dahlbeck, and I know, like, Bain was literally, like, half of his heart, you know, and the other half goes to his family. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, I know how much he misses it. Absolutely.
0: I know I've had private conversations not on the podcast with all of the – well, especially the the final lineup guys mostly, and – they all miss it, yeah. bad. Some more than others. Some more than others. There's three people off the top of my head that are like they'll drop and go right mm-hmm. now, big time. Yeah, and I
2: guarantee you, I could name those three people, and I can <laughs> name the two people that are like eh, whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. We're not gonna do that because you're gonna put me on the spot because I can't <laughs> answer. I'm not gonna. No <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not naming no names. I mean, all you kids out there, listen and figure it out for yourselves. Um, so, so now, how long were you on the road with these guys for? Um, I think the first the first trip was
2: maybe a week and a half to two weeks, and then the second one I think was eleven days. So, I, I did more than half of that final tour with them.
0: Okay. Wow but then you also didn't You also like sit down and have like one-on-one interviews, which is probably the longest process out of all of it. No. Um, during the tour, um, I didn't really
2: want to bother them too much. Um, cause you know, like this is like some of their last chances to see their friends. And like, yes. I was just, I kind of just wanted to stay out of the way as much as possible, but still try to get a little bit of emotions. Sure. Um, that were happening. Um, I, I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be. Like, I didn't really have lighting on the first half of it. So it's like, you know, a lot of the times if I didn't get them in the day, then I couldn't get them just because I would have no lights or I would have to find a place that had terrible lighting. Yeah. and you know, like That's all stuff that matters to me. It might not matter to anybody else, but it matters to me.
0: Well, Uh, putting out a documentary, you want it to look good, obviously. Yes, it's about a hardcore band. It's supposed to be gritty, at hardcore bit, whatever. But if you're gonna put something out and put your heart into this thing, and you're a filmmaker. I mean, we were talking before I personally recall what you do for a living. You're a professional at this stuff. Why do you want to put out a shitty product, regardless of what it's for?
2: Well, and I'm getting judged by all my peers, you know? True. Like, all of them are going to watch that and be like, have you not learned anything that we taught you? You know, right. so it's like
0: And thousands and thousands and thousands of Bane fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they but, but they seem not to talk any shit anyway, you know like they're not shit talkers either. I think know, they're just more grateful to have it than anything. Honestly, like
2: and Ricky can attest to this because we have a, a Bane documentary Gmail that people e- have been emailing both of us. How's yeah. that been like? I mean it, it's it's been fine because like you said, like we, I don't think I've dealt with one single person that has been irritated or, you know, annoying. Awesome. And there's been, there's been times where people could have been irritated with us, honestly, because, like, we didn't communicate as well as, like, we wanted to, you know, like, but, you know, like, people stuck, stuck with us and have been patient. And it's, it's, it's been an amazing experience, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, like, are we tired? Yes. Um, <laughs> are we ready for this to be out and for people to see it? Absolutely. But the feedback that we've gotten from the few people that we've sent it has been great and through the incentives like not one single person got mad at us about that stuff and it took us four years to send those out
0: wow
2: So it's it's it it really says a lot about this whole Bain family that like people people understand and they get it you know and and it's it's good for ricky and i because like him and i have felt guilty the last four years like so when are we gonna get these incentives paid for when do we get these incentives paid for and then it's just like You
1: know, so when are we going to get them out? How are we going to do this? Yeah, it's been, it's been easy. It's made it easier because in regards to like, you know, being self-conscious about kind of letting people down because they've been waiting for so long and then, you know, be like, okay, kind of like, and, you know, we've been fully transparent with all the people that we've been dealing with in regards to like the incentives and a lot of other, other things now. And you know, just be like, this is the truth of the matter. And people are like super understanding. And so, you know, everybody's like, totally get it. You know, do what you gotta do. We're looking forward to the documentary when it comes out. This is great, you know.
0: I kicked you know. myself in the ass because I missed out. I don't know what I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I missed out on incentives, man. I don't know what, I see you guys are mailing out these fucking cool ass Bane pins. Was kicking myself man we're gonna have extras i think i yeah, love all of that, that but we might
2: we might very well have some extra stuff um, let me
0: know i'll buy whatever you have yeah <laughs> for real I, I honestly i will 100 percent. so what so how, how are you what you, you were following the guys around to rick no rick, i was I only to call you rick that's fine yeah
1: all right um Hey, listen uh, I was only at the Denver and the Chicago shows because I'm originally from Chicago. So that's why we had gone out there. Um, and the Chicago show, um, grade was supposed to play. And my wife is a huge Great fan. And unfortunately, they didn't play to her chagrin. But anyway, okay. so that's a. And I actually filmed the show with Dan in Denver. Um, but for the most part, I was working at the time and I couldn't just take off work and go and do things. Right. So, so yeah. But um, Dan had. Had told me that he wanted that I'd never heard this this dream of the uh, the, the Bane documentary before until today, but uh, he had come to me and was just like, "Hey, you." I mean, basically, it's like, "You're an editor. You want to help me edit this?" And I was like, "Yeah. I'll, I mean, if you want me to, yeah." Because uh, that, that's just kind of how I am, anyways. It's like I like to work on cool shit, and this is cool shit, and yeah. I'd rather be working on cool shit than corporate shit. So,
0: yeah, oh, all day, yeah, all day. And
2: for the record. Ricky is not just an editor. He is he is a fucking brilliant. Editor. <laughs> oh, like when people that. see this documentary, like I'm proud of a majority of the footage, but Ricky so good. Ricky really brought it all together and made it look beautiful and cohesive. And like <laughs> that's honestly, the word
0: I was thinking of. It's very cohesive, yeah. and it's a fucking roller coaster, man. Like I I I, I went into it obviously with the knowledge of what was being said from all the all the guys in the band and what versions they saw so i kind of tried to wipe all of that out of my brain and it was at night it was late it was dark in my room and i threw it on and i just sat there and i watched it and i took it all in and it's a fucking roller coaster dude from some of the interviews You know, parts of the final show. And then, like, you bring it back to, like, really good, funny times and old school shit. And it's very up and down, up and down. And obviously, everybody knows it's not a spoiler that the band is done, but it focuses a lot on that final tour, which gives it to me, what I took from it, it gave gave me, like, this... I know what's coming, but it's just like, uh, it's its almost like this is going to be a terrible analogy. It's like when you're watching, like, the Titanic. You know what's going to happen at the end, but yeah. the story that goes along before it is great, you know? And then it's just this, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's not tragic, but in a, in a certain way, it's its sad and it's unfortunate to me, you know? And a lot of people out there. So, and I think it was Zach who said it on the, the at the first episode of the first series, he said, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but I asked him about the doc and, and he was like, I think it leaves off kind of like with a band that might've called it quits too early. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what stuck out with me. Cause that was obviously the first thing that I heard about the doc. And that stuck with me because I feel like they also ended it a little bit too early and, that's what I got also from it. But it's not just that. The whole story is amazing. It's fucking great. The whole Dane thing is fucking <laughs> incredible. Yeah. It's incredible, man. There's a, I think it's their first, if, if people go to Bane Central, the Instagram page, their first ever post on Instagram is a tattoo. It looks like a girl's foot. I could be wrong. It looks like a feminine foot. And on the side of it, it, there's the Bane logo, but it says Dane and there's a little palm tree. It's the first post. <laughs> Amazing. It's so good. Fuck man. So now what 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 are you guys plans? Now I know that in order for me like to, you know, I made the flyer and stuff and I asked, you know, what kind of artwork I could use and you sent me the uh, you know the what what do you call it? The the title, the title logo. The title yeah. logo. Um so you had to like double check with Equal Vision. So Equal Vision has a big part of this? Yeah, I, don't, so no, I don't know that kind of stuff at all. So floor yeah, is yours yeah. on that if you want to talk about it, however you want to talk about
1: it. I mean, because um, we were trying to get, I mean, this is, the, this is the second full-length documentary that I've worked on before, but this is the first one that I wasn't just working on. as like, I'm paying you or not paying you to work on this. This is something that I'm more invested in. Right. And so we wanted this to be, I mean, when Dan first set out to do this documentary, it was more like, it was going to be a simple tour documentary, just like we're on tour with this band and they're breaking up and it's sad and whatever. But that was kind of be like, I don't want to say that's one dimensional because there's a lot of emotion behind that. But sure. there was no, there was no talk of like, no, there was no real talk about like having the, the history of it be so in depth as it was or be as um, you know, as much of a story as we had created, finally like developed it to be. And I kept on saying this is like, when you start with documentary, it always starts one way and then it turns into something else by the end where it doesn't even look like what it first started out with. And stuff. Right. So I think even possibly Dalbeck was the one that was like, I want this to be more, I'm hoping that we can make this more than just a Bane documentary. Like this is a story that people and even people that aren't Bane fans or even aren't in punk and hardcore will still like grasp onto and kind of like, you know, feel for it and stuff. Yeah. And so we wanted this to be, you know, obviously with um, Bane being part of the Equal Vision family, like we kind of were like, well, do you guys want to help us with this? Kind of reached out to them and stuff and hope, you know, hope that they would help us because um, first of all, that would be the easiest thing to do because they have you know arms that reach around the world and we wouldn't have to like do so much work as to like going and trying to get other people to like help fund us with this and so and luckily they they kind of were like yeah we'll totally be into this and stuff and the the first things that we started showing them um they were on board immediately so that like helps a big thing and so like in with my limited knowledge of like making films and being like within that aspect of that world, it's like, that's a big thing. It's like getting producers are getting people that can fund um, these stories that you're trying to tell. Because yeah. I mean, if, I mean, Dan makes pretty good money working on, you know, the shows that he works on being a cameraman and I make pretty good money when I'm working and stuff like that. So considering this was all done out of pocket when we didn't, or we weren't working is kind of um you know we were able to do it and that's kind of why it took so long four years like if we were if we had found like i kept on saying like adult money where like somebody we found like a rich person or whatever if we were lucky enough to do that that they could have like given us money to like fund us and you know pay us full time we would have had this turned around in like maybe two years but right obviously that didn't happen. So, yeah, EVR has kind of been a part of it from the start. And, you know, luckily we were able to get that going, at, like, immediately.
0: Yeah. They've had a, them, I mean, all the guys, I mean, I don't remember who said what, but the majority of the guys, whenever that would come up, they always said that Equal Vision has always had their back, just a great relationship. They've had offers from other labels. They're like, no, like, why would we do that? You know, Equal Vision has been awesome from day one. So it doesn't surprise me that they were like on board from jump, that's really fucking cool.
2: Yeah, Equal Vision has been nothing but awesome. Um, And then we, Ricky and I actually both just did the two Be Well videos for Dahlbeck Awesome. Uh, We did those, and that was through Equal Vision also. So, you know, hopefully we can continue working with them in the future, Um, wink, wink, um, Equal Vision. So but, um, here's a
0: wink wink and i don't know exactly when but from when this airs it might be about a month maybe two months in the future there'll be there'll be um an episode with with brian coming nice, oh, nice. yeah mcturnan is amazing yeah like,
2: that that yeah, he's he's, he's honestly one of the most creative artistic dudes i've ever met in my life
0: yeah that's really- it's in the works as a matter of fact i'm sorry uh i was on on my way home from work and me and we we've been going back and forth via regular email and i was like like let's just wait a little bit because i have so many in queue right now it's like i don't want to like do one right this minute and then it's going to drop in the middle of october you know what i mean i wanted you know so it's probably going to happen within the next two weeks and it'll drop in like a month and month and change or something like that but yeah that's that that'll happen sooner rather than later hopefully yeah, which is dope. I'm, I'm excited to hear that one. Yeah, man, battery especially olds. I love all that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, so Equal Vision, Hey, man. Fucking hats off to you once again, man.
1: You know, yeah, uh, it was because of our work with the doc that we were able to get the Be Well videos, and also because Dalbeck and Brian, having worked with them on the Bane documentary, that holding these moments, uh, they were like, we want these guys to do it because you know they, because we care about the things that we're working on and so that was a big part of it rather than like okay these guys do cool shit it's like well they do cool shit because they care about what they're putting out
0: yeah yep. and what a perfect name for the doc too it's absolutely perfect it's mm-hmm. perfect i so have
2: to the, give credit to dolbeck for that
0: though was that dolbeck's baby along with yeah, bane I
2: itself i asked him i was like what should we call this and then we went, we like said a few things back and forth. And then he's like, holding these moments. I was like, yep.
0: Perfect. So, that's the one. That's the one. So now, is there going to be package deals, bundles? What's going on with the release of the DVD? So, Do you have any idea what's going on with that, or can you say? Yeah, yeah we could say. Um,
1: so, when, um, yeah, so there'll be a, a digital version that will be because of the times that we live in right now we're trying to get this out as soon as possible especially because it's taken like four years at this point even yeah so the first thing we're everything will come out at the same time but there will be a a digital version and there will be a physical version and the physical version will definitely have like pre-order stuff and it won't just be like it's not going to be a DVD, and it's not going to be a Blu-ray because let's be let's face it, nobody has a Blu-ray player or a DVD, or at least in the coming years, that stuff is going to all be obsolete. So we're going to make it a little bit easier, considering a lot of people will watch stuff on computers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we'll there'll definitely be pre-order stuff with a bunch of goodies that'll go along with it for collectors and, and whatnot. So
0: nice. Is there going to be? I don't know. It just popped in my head now. I don't know how you would incorporate it, but I think it would be a cool idea. Here I am, gonna bring my big bright ideas. Is there gonna be like some sort of like a seven inch something? Cause I know Dahlbeck is a big vinyl guy, and I harass him. I harass him all the time because there's like 94 different versions of like the the World Series seven inches, and there's different pressings, and I have a bunch of them, but then I get confused, and I'm like, all right, yeah, but fucking Rome. It was second pressing. How many clear green ones were there? And they'd be like, "Oh, there was 200 But there's a hundred of them with a different cover. And but so I harass him. I I feel like I break his chops all the time. But I figured maybe would there be some sort of a I don't know something along those lines along with it. You could just I say would, no. I mean, you could just say I mean, no. It's a stupid. Not idea. At this point, there's not going
1: mean, to be any like music stuff. Well, there wouldn't be any. Right now, there isn't going to be any like vinyl stuff okay. so far. So there might be. You never know. I mean,
0: well, because you know, like, like I, I'm not that big of a vinyl guy, but like, there's like these companies that put out like these soundtrack fucking vinyls. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like super limited collectors splatter and whatever. But yeah, I was thinking about that because we
1: definitely have, I mean, obviously with all the Bane stuff, but then we had friends that contributed to um, creating music for the doc and stuff right. and some of it is inspired directly from bane songs like either re reversions of it like classical versions of bane songs like Sick. that are amazing i mean you've seen the doc so you you've heard it yeah um so but i don't know how that would work in regards to like evr and right we'll get paid for that stuff so it's like that's like a lot of adult stuff that i don't even know about <laughs> yeah i'd actually like to plug those people real quick if i can yeah
0: please plug away man Um, so
2: native daughters they're a instrumental band from denver they um they did a they did a couple like short tracks um our buddy casey from comeback kid he did he did quite a bit and then um our friend dave williams who's from canada um he was in a band called crusades where if you have never heard of Crusades highly recommend they're kind of like a melodic hardcore band um i don't know that i've ever met a person that loves music more than dave williams like huh and i met him through this documentary cuz he reached out and he's just like hey man if you need anything let me know awesome and we ended up reaching out to him and he's in a new band called surrender which is kind of like an 80s like pop kind of kind of band but they're awesome um, but yeah, all the people that contributed music to this are insanely talented and like, we could not be more thankful for the time that they put in, you know, cause we, we kind of gave them some weird timelines and Dave somehow pulled it through, um, there at the end with a bunch of cool classical, like Bane, Bane songs, you yeah. know, like with violin and piano
0: and pretty amazing shit. I got to watch it again too. I watched it twice. I got to watch it again.
1: Yeah. And let's yeah. not forget Charles, Charles Chesneau, He also helped yep. make music and stuff. And he helped us. He came in later in uh, the production in the post-production part of it and really helped us, um, you know, bring it over the
0: finish line. He who, a lot who, of like, stuff. who who did all like the, um, there's like graphics and. We have um, a friend of ours that actually,
1: um, Dan went to high school with, he started a, uh, motion graphics company called spilt and they're out of denver um and they've done a lot of if you've ever watched um cartoon network and seen like the tsunami um animations and stuff like that or like they do just really really great work and stuff like that and i've worked with them before in the past out of denver and so we approached him about helping us with it and they're like yeah of course you know just because they know us and and stuff like that so it, it ended up helping out Wow, so that's who did all the, the motion graphics stuff for us.
0: Nice. Yep. Yeah. And thank you,
2: Brian Bramwell. You're a beautiful human being.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking so good. So now we're gonna wait a few minutes before we drop the actual because you guys are gonna announce the actual release date. But if you don't, if I mean, obviously you could say no. But what do you guys do? I mean, obviously we were talking before we were recording. But what do you guys do for like real work? Work? You guys want to talk about that at all now? Yeah, I'll talk about it. All right. Have at it. Floor's yours, fellas. <laughs> All right.
2: I'm a local 600 camera operator. I work on America's Got Talent. Um, I've worked on MasterChef, MasterChef Juniors. That rules. Shooter. <laughs> um, more of like the bigger union competition shows. Like, those are the ones that I work on the most. But um, besides that, you know, I try to shoot – little projects for, um, any, honestly, like anybody that, that has an idea to shoot something like I've, I've tried shooting stuff with like Greg Benick, who's also part of this from trial, you know, like he's, I've, I've done him and I have worked a little bit on a couple solo projects for him, for himself, um, that aren't finished yet, but hopefully we'll get finished at some point. Um, but yeah, besides that, like, you know, this documentary is kind of consumed.
0: Yeah. Consumed. So your boys with your boys with Gordon
2: Ramsay. I would say I'm boys with them, but yeah, we we've shook hands every day and Just talked every him. day. And then, like He's I touched his
0: hand before.
2: Yeah, I have touched his hand. I've touched his hand. Did you wash it? Did you wait to <laughs> wash it?
0: <laughs> I Come on, that. put you got you put put in the you good work. simpler times put in the good word i want to ask him about how he was a footballer and how he hurt himself and now he has to yell at people in kitchens (laughs) i want to talk to that guy (laughs) i'll send him him an email see what he says awesome he'll be like who the fuck is that guy what a (laughs) stupid name i'm not going on that stupid fucking show he'll abuse me and i would laugh for an hour straight
1: yeah he's good yeah man so Um... what do you do rick Uh, so I've been a freelance video editor for about almost 20 years now. Um, I kind of, you know, not to get too long winded, but I I started, you know, cutting music videos of my friends, bands and other bands, and then, uh, skateboard videos of my friends and stuff. And then kind of, uh, luckily enough, I kind of worked on a production, like a, a similar type music type show, underground music show. And we had access to a, a venue in Chicago called the Cabaret Metro, well, it's called the, Met- the Metro. And we had a deal with them that any band that came through that we wanted to interview and see and film, we could. And so I cut my teeth on cutting music videos for like the specials and like all these things that were just like live, live bands. That's fucking cool shit, man. That's yeah, all. That, that's just like more, right when I was in like in high school and coming out of high school and stuff. And then eventually, you know, I. I basically eventually became like a hired gun. So now anything that anybody wants me to edit, I'll edit. So, um, but within that time I've added documentaries and music videos and skateboard videos. And, um, before I moved to Denver, when I was in Chicago, I used to work for a company that was very specialized in medical malpractice videos for like lawyers and stuff. Okay. The worst, the worst thing ever. You can imagine that something (laughs) is totally devoid of creativity but also like the uh, seeing the aftermaths of when like doctors fuck up
0: and a it's gotta be a fucking fiction. horror yeah, show. Yeah,
1: literally like stranger than fiction type stuff where you're like, I can't believe people got away with this and whatever. So I was yeah. doing that before I went to Denver. And then eventually when I got into the big show as I call it, where I was actually like editing commercials. So I've done commercials for like stuff on Animal Planet and Discovery Channel and Military Channel, when it was still called that, all those things. So nice. that's kind of like had my hands and like everything, but yeah, lately it's been, I think the last things I've done have been those people Be videos and obviously this documentary. And, um, I just recently, well, me and my
0: wife just recently
1: moved to, to Germany.
0: Yeah. So, I was going to yeah. say, what the hell brings you in? Cause it's like, a, what is it was like a six hour time difference where you are right now. Six, seven. Yeah.
1: From the East coast. Yeah. It's six. At, so it's uh, almost 2am right now. Um, my wife is a teacher and she works for the department of defense. Um, and because most uh so that's how she got the job we're living in puerto rico before we moved in, uh, to germany but she's an art teacher at the high school so nice um, military kids essentially so like that so that's how we got to move here and we're living here and then i tried to get a job here but i didn't try very hard and i was doing a <laughs> documentary about bain uh, and i can't speak german that well and then so most of the work that I have been getting <clears throat> that i have been able to get has been out of denver and in the states
0: okay how do you like germany otherwise though i love it
1: i mean i've been studying to i have friends in berlin and hamburg and stuff like that so i've come here a handful of times already um and i just like europe so we've been here we've traveled here a bunch a lot and stuff nice i don't know it's uh, it's it's way different than what we see in the States as well. So oh, I'm sure we kind of feel like we've dodged a bullet in that sense. But yeah, it's been everybody we've met here has been awesome and stuff like that. So we just love them right now.
0: Very cool. So, Germany, yeah. if you're listening
2: right now, Ricardo Casolino is an amazing <laughs> editor. There you
0: go. project. Hit him up. Yeah, he's local. See Germans. Yeah, local. Awesome. That's right. That's right. I mean, Germany isn't big, right? Hell, someone's like, what, three hours away from you? It's the other side of the country. right pretty much now at least what i hear i'm a a stupid kid from brooklyn i don't know these things
1: i'm actually closer to like uh, like three other countries so like france and luxembourg and i think three hours to amsterdam but yeah all those places which is nice see
0: all you french kids that are listening hit them up that's right right smarten up here i am (laughs) awesome so now obviously well because sometimes I feel like I harass you, Dan, because I'm texting you and shit. I'm like, I feel like I'm, whenever I hit up somebody, I feel like I'm bothering them. But um, a, while, a while back, and I know that the, that the people that have listened to all of them are probably sick of it, but my broken backstory um, possibly is captured from several different angles that you have on a hard drive somewhere that I would absolutely love. If it's not too much of a problem, because I know, I know you just need a break, I get it. But Swan Song, Marlin Room, Webster <laughs> the Hall. It's about a, a three-minute song? If you're there right there, you'll see me. Two seconds. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I would love to see that. Just for morbid curiosity. Whatever the fuck. Why not? But, um, all right, so you guys want to, uh, here it is, kids, Drum roll. The The release date for the documentary, is this a concrete 100% release date? This is a concrete 100% release date. Okay, so this isn't tentative. This is facts right here, kids. This is facts. This is as they will be. So... um, Let them know. Okay, so
1: through EVR, we were able to connect with the distribution company 1091. And through them, they basically, well, basically the premiere of this, and it will come out October 13th of this year, 2020. And that's everything that will be the hard copy version, physical copy, and the digital copy. Um, Tell
2: me where it's coming on, Ricky.
1: Tell them where yeah, it's coming So 1091 already has a stable of like digital streaming platforms. So we're going to automatically be on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Xbox, and then um, for like digital, like in, on-demand platforms, it'll be in-demand. Those are the ones that we know of so far. Um so there'll probably be more on top of that. I mean, those are the more ones that are like big names, global, but they'll probably be smaller ones, maybe ones in Europe and stuff that we don't even know about. So, but
0: yeah, October, October 13th, 2020. Beautiful. Now, is there, or is there just to clarify, is there, is there not going to be a physical? Yes.
1: yes. there will be a physical copy. Um, it will be, basically what we're going to do is, instead of uh, a DVD or a Blu-ray, we're going to put it on flash drives. So little 16 gig, 20 gig uh, flash drive set. Um, we're still talking with EVR, but it'll probably also have uh, maybe some other extra stuff on it, possibly. Don't, nice. I'm not promising that, but right. you'll at always get the film. and Like it'll some sort
0: great. of cool packaging or something with it? It'll be whatever. cool packaging. The packaging will be VHS it has tape. different, and that's fucking
1: awesome. Yeah, it'll look like a little VHS. So the, the, the flash drive will be a little VHS tape and then it'll come in like a VHS-type case.
0: Ah, that's awesome, man. And the yeah. same thing that did
2: cool the cover shit. for uh, Don't Wait Up, Dan McCarthy, he's also, he's also doing this too. So ah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was
0: always—I yeah, I had asked a couple of the guys if that was an actual real spot, but it turns out it's a painting. Because if it was a real spot, I would do my – I don't know if you know about this thing. I've spoken about it before. I would actually go there and do my thing, but – turns out to be a painting what an awesome (laughs) fucking uh it's an awesome cover it's perfect it's simple it tells a story in and of itself just like bane they're such a simple band but they're just so not simple it's so deep and it's it's awesome dude i can't say it enough i'm like repeating myself over and over (laughs) so october 13th 13th. long-awaited release the long-awaited release finally
1: nice now go ahead no you go ahead
0: no, you first.
2: I was going to oh. say, like, is as, as impatient and as long as everybody's been waiting, we've been wanting to put this out, too. You know, so it's like, it's not like we've just kind of been sitting on it and, you know, twiddling our thumbs. Like, everybody that's worked on this documentary has wanted it out. And just so everybody can see it and everybody can, you know, be a part of it and, you know, be hopefully be happy with what they see. Yeah, Uh, but it's been a long journey and I'm I'm thankful that everybody's like stuck with us as long as they could including the band because I mean the band could have been super frustrated with us many times and they kept their cool all the time so yeah thanks to them as well for that
0: Rick you were going to say something oh I was going to say even also I mean
1: there's going to be the documentary that's going to come out and all these great spouts digitally and physically but then there's also going to be kind of we're going to have a youtube channel holding these moments youtube channel that will have like um cutting room floor stuff and then uh because dan shot like you know 20 plus shows maybe we're gonna have um you know multi-camera multi-camera shoots of like different uh songs from different shows so not necessarily like a full set but like maybe like swan song from new york yeah. See some dude, break his back. You know? Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. Just,
1: it'll be great. So, right. stuff like that will be up on YouTube right. that we'll release also. So, yeah. there's going to be a lot of content that people that did get into the documentary that people will be able to see once everything comes out.
0: Awesome. So. And now you have a, a newly renovated website, moments.com Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll have stuff on there. Yep. Yeah. Our, Matt have,
2: Ramirez, who lives in, um, New York actually did that for us, and who did it? Matt Ramirez. Okay,
1: he's He's got a a company company called. Like a straight edge (laughs)
2: dude that I've known for twenty plus years. He lived in Colorado for a while, and that's when I met him. But we randomly ran into each other in New York um, a few years ago, and you know, got back in touch with each other. And then he's just like, "Hey, if you need if you need websites or anything, let me know." And just so happened we needed a website, so
0: you know what, that's yeah. funny you say that because I don't have like an actual website and I would love to have somebody create a website and I like it because it's 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 simple it's not all crazy it's user friendly it's you know you have an e-commerce so everything is on there so yeah, I might have to hit him up what's his name again Matt Ramirez all right his his company is called Digital Marauders Digital that's easy to remember awesome definitely I'll hit him up so now obviously well I don't know obviously you guys have listened or watched on YouTube whatever with these other guys and this will go up on YouTube raw as is and I'll also put it up and just throw it up on Facebook as is but the audio version will have like my little intro and I always ask anybody everybody whoever's in a band obviously to end with a song. So since this is the 11th episode of my Bane series combined, I got to ask each of you to close out with a Bane song, but there are 10 of them that you cannot choose, but because, you know, 10 people already picked one. Do you have those? I have my list of ones that I've already used, yes. Let's hear them. Don't Go, Annie Up, Annie up, and with an ellipsis, non-negotiable, forked tongue, all the way through, both guns blazing, some came running, count me out, lay the blame, and every effort made.
2: All right. Well, mine is going to be Young and the Restless. That fucking off the seven inches. Yep. Awesome. I fucking love that song, man.
0: Dude, I, I think the, those, I those songs are so slept on. I know. It's ridiculous. The bowl and the beautiful fucking brilliant song, man. Yeah. Well brilliant. hopefully.
2: Hopefully after people see the documentary, they realize how special those songs really are. They were. are
0: fucking brilliant, man. Rick? Superhero. Fucking good shit, man. <laughs> Always. Awesome. And you know what I'm surprised? <laughs> I'm not real but I don't know. That out of everyone, nobody picked can we start again? That's true. That's weird.
2: That is weird, actually. Right. Considering that's their biggest song.
0: Right. I don't know. Nobody picked it. Oh well. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think we
2: picked it because him and I have heard it probably ten thousand times at this point.
0: Well, well, it's like what, maybe like three times that the band never played it live. So how many times did those guys get ready to play it? Yeah. <laughs> that's very <that's> true. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe
1: it's too on the nose to pick. Can we start again anyway?
0: Yeah, it's like if I was doing if I was doing podcasts with like fucking you know I don't know warrant they would they wouldn't pick Barry Pie. <laughs> it's so true, terrible. true.
1: <laughs> I back it. I'll back it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now you guys want to like plug like your own social medias, Instagrams, whatever the hell you're on, whatever it is. What is it? It's holding underscore these underscore moments on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. But website, uh, holdingthesmoments.com, obviously. Correct. I think we
1: have a Twitter that's just, it might be Bain, at Bain Documentary.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Dan and I have our own little kind of production company called Queen City Pictures. Okay. Which obviously made the, <clears throat> the documentary and then also is responsible for the B-roll um, videos. Uh, we have an Instagram and it's queens x city x pictures i think okay look it up hopefully that's it if not hey you kids can figure it out <laughs> yeah you can figure it out
0: um, so, 2020 what's going on
1: here but yeah we'll um yeah so any other things that we do will be up there so if you're if you want to, if you're interested in other cool shit that we've done um awesome. then yeah definitely check that out so
0: yeah let me know if you have extras Well, we'll we'll let everybody know. I mean, we'll let you know first. Yeah, we'll let you know You don't have to do that. I feel like all kinds of special. I'm getting screenings. I'm getting release dates that I know before anybody. You know. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. You got to see the doc before the band did. That's just weird. the final, well, the final cut. The The final final cut cut. is not too different than the cut they saw, but. Still. That's just between you and me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And all the French kids are listening that are going to hit you up the jobs. (laughs) that's right that's right can i um give a few shout outs to a couple people who are super helpful you can do you 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 guys can shout out whoever you want
2: all right so first i want to say thank you to dave bezos him and his family have been insanely supportive of this documentary dave drove me not only on the final tour but every summer when i go back and have to interview band members and you know friends of the band or just fans of the band Dave was the one that drove me everywhere. And he never once complained. And he would ask all the questions for us. And like, just an absolutely amazing individual. So, and quite honestly, this documentary would not be what it is without him as well. Like, he was very much a big, positive part of this documentary. And it would not have been done without him. So there's that. Um, Joe Shetz, who came on the final tour um, with me like amazing jay haas mandy um big bob who i'm sure you've heard about who is probably the biggest maniac you can sorry baniac you can meet a <laughs> but uh that dude's just got a heart of gold just amazing bill steiner justin may the genie like
0: how good of a dude how good of a dude is justin what a great fucking guy, man. Oh my god, dude. I love I love Nadeau so much. There's that one I'm not gonna really explain it. All I gotta do is there's that one part in the documentary. I'll be honest, that was one of the I got choked up. There's that one moment between Justin and Zach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that and I'm just like oh my fucking god man yeah like, oh my god yeah yeah those heavy, uh, man
2: those last few shows on that tour i mean you can you know from new york like the two last philly shows were probably the heaviest shows i've ever been a part of like emotionally yeah. like garlic and i had to make a a pact not to look at each other because he would just start tearing up and then i'd start tearing up and like I mean, those shows were, like, you literally felt like you lost a family member. Like, they were heavy. And I can't even imagine how it felt for them, you know, when it just, it felt like that for me. It had to have been insane for those guys. Yeah. Absolutely but, insane.
0: Yeah. It's like, you didn't listen yet, and shame on you, Dan, that the, the first part of of the one that I did with Bedard. Damn, called out. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Well, now, when this airs hopefully you'll get for real (laughs) um hopefully you'll you'll listen by the time your episode drops um but he says like his fight or flight like that whole final show in boston that last last show his like fight or flight was like kicked in the whole fucking time like it took like a lot not to just fucking walk away yeah we have have him saying that in
2: an interview before the before the show yeah um, that actually didn't make it a lot of that didn't make it into the documentary because unfortunately we, you know, like Ricky called it killing our children. Like at one point the documentary was over three hours long and Zach was like, I don't give a fuck, release it. You know, like people (laughs) just take their time and watch it. And, you know, he's like, release whatever you want. But obviously Ricky and I, you know, we, we, we We didn't didn't do that documentary. (laughs) So, um, but It is an hour and 50 minutes long. So you get tons and tons and tons of Bane time. um, Yeah. In this documentary. But yeah, it's so like, I think total we did six hours of interviewing Bedard. And um, yeah,
0: it was. It's crazy because on my two episodes, I spoke to him for a total of almost five hours on two episodes. and 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 I can go for another 10 hours easy with that guy. Yep.
2: And. And Ricky can tell you, like when we were first cutting this together, we were trying to figure out what lines of Bedard's to use the most because everything he said was amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah, There's so, a way with
0: words, man, lyrics, words. It's...
2: It was it was hard to it was hard to cut it down and get it to where the other band members were actually in the documentary. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not, not everybody. Not everybody speaks is. As um eloquently i should say as as uh the
0: dark. yeah so. i'm talking to him and i just feel like I'm, i just feel stupid i <laughs> i mean we're just like bouncing off each other about you know movies and this and that but it's just you know i'm just like i'm talking with this guy and i just feel like i must sound like an idiot to him but he's such a fucking great guy it's like so easy to talk to mm-hmm. fucking awesome yeah man so many helpful people and you know I'll, I'll thank everybody i mean obviously from all the people in the band from you know the first series i did with you know zach and then james was the second one and then bedard part one and then Dahlbeck, and then bobby and then peter chilton and then Stu, and then fucking nick brannigan and then stephen fallis and then bedard part two and everybody who has been Reaching out everybody from Equal Vision to End Hits Records to Hurry Up Records to, I mean, fans everywhere to Justin, they, Justin Nadeau, who runs the Bane merch and the out of step.net Instagrams. You know, I mean, everybody, I mean, from all over the place, mm-hmm. I mean, from Europe, I mean, everywhere just hit me up, thanking me, thanking me. Thank you for bringing Bane back to us. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, like, I don't know about all that. I'm not bringing them back, but I'm glad that everybody enjoyed and has an appreciation for this band and what they did, and I'm gonna say it, and I'm not alluding to any hints because I really don't know everything, but I'm one of those people that if they ever decided to get back on a stage i wouldn't I would not mind at all you know and,
2: and I'll add to that because. I'm typically not a fan of bands getting back together. Me neither. uh, Just because typically it's not for the right reasons. But I think if Bane actually got back together, it would be because of how much they miss it. Like, I I can tell you firsthand experience how much those dudes loved this band. And just, like, I just, like, a lot of them were kind of unrecognizable a couple days after that. show just because they were all defeated you know and it was it was hard to see and i i know how deeply they love this band and they love hardcore and they love like the things that they they stand for you know like it's yeah it definitely wouldn't be for a paycheck it
0: definitely wouldn't be for a fucking paycheck that's for sure
2: bane would be one of the few bands that i think would actually come back and would truly appreciate their time you know so i
0: couldn't agree more yeah awesome any closing words fellas rick i got nothing you're good got nothing. It's, way, it's way past your bedtime
1: anyway i know it's so uh, it's i'm in the future right now it's
0: yeah you're all fucked up in Germany. <laughs> <right now. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome well dude fellas i mean I don't know. I know that once I stop, this is going to be something that I'm like, fuck, I should have talked about that. So is there anything one last time that, I mean, October 13th, I mean, that's really what everyone wants to really here. That's true. We could have just said that and it would have been an episode and
1: people would have been like, yep. all right, best episode ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I will say
2: for the people, for the people that aspire to do their own projects, um, they, they are very rewarding, and they are very awesome to do, but they're also a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> like, um, you know, Ricky more so, Ricky and Charles more so recently have dealt with a lot more of the completing of the documentary than I have. You know, I've kind of been a little bit more hands-off, and, like, anytime they need something, they, they reach out, and I try to make it happen. Um, but they are truly, the two of them are truly responsible for re- pushing this across the finish line so i want to thank charles and ricky and also greg for all of his help um but anybody that wants to do their own projects just research 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 before you do it because that's something that i did not do and i did not plan it very well um somehow we
0: we pulled it out and uh we created a fucking amazing documentary man you really did thank you oh, really you really did and I, and i and i
2: i'm very proud of it and i and I hope, you know, like our, our goal was to, to help extend Bane's legacy because I, I really feel like Bane is one of those bands that should be forever remembered in the hardcore scene. Absolutely. Like, um, and in a positive light because they brought a lot of really great people together. They got a lot of people through really hard times. And... Um, you know, you just don't come across that very often. And for the people that, that found it and fell in love with it, you know, like we wanted to be an extension of what Bane did for them. Like we wanted to represent Bane in that way. Yeah. And I think, I think we did a pretty good job of it. Um, obviously we had to cut out a lot of interviews. We had to cut out a lot of people. We didn't get to interview a lot of the people that we wanted to interview. Um, but I think when it was all said and done, we had over a hundred interviews. Too many. Too many. We had to transcribe (laughs) transcribe all those. And I mean, there's just so much that goes into this. And Ricky's ricky's patience, like, he should get a fucking award for
0: it. uh, (laughs) Well, it's done. It's done. And all you guys got to do is release it. So, yeah, it's out of our hands. Honestly, it is. It's out of our our hands now. So,
1: to the digital wind soon enough. (laughs) that's funny yeah it's weird now because i've been working on it for so much and so often over the past couple years um like really working on it that now i'm like i don't even know what to do with myself because it's like what yeah Yeah. my wife loves that because now i can hang out with her
0: right i'm (laughs) like
1: what do i do in the day
0: (laughs) nice cool shit well i don't really do this often but if everybody who's listening goes to my Instagram page at the Brooklyn Blast furnace, if you just hit the link in the bio, it'll send you to Linktree, and everywhere—I mean, every social media platform, every every podcast platform—there's a link to whatever you listen on. I just recently, actually, a couple of days ago, I just recently got onto th- this podcast is now also on iHeart Radio, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, so you know, little thing—you know, big things start off as little things you know not that i'm trying to make a big thing here you know i just said yeah, i don't get paid a dime to do this shit but if something happens cool you know what i mean i'm not trying to be uh joe rogan you know what i mean so Maybe it will be. Maybe yeah. you will be regardless yeah. regardless of what you're trying to do man like you're
2: i just you're showing yeah. your passion for love for music and yeah that that's important and it's going to reach people and you know like yeah. Even the few that I've gotten to listen to so far of the Bane series, like I've right. loved every single second of it. Like there was not one time mom- moment that I was bored. Right. You know, and I know all the stories they're telling. Sure. So It's sure. like, um, you know, like I-, I hope great things for you. I That's really, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and I, I've it's always, it. I've always said it. Once I feel like that this becomes a job, then I'm not going to do it no more. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm th- over three years and, and going, you know, and I have so many. There's people that I want to talk to. Not, not necessarily like like I said before, I don't pander to anybody. You know what I mean? If it's someone that I want to talk to or something that I'm interested in, then I'll bullshit with them no matter who they are. You know what I mean? So I do it because I like to do it. I do it because I like to create flyers. I do it because I like to bullshit and sound stupid half the time. But it's all right because I don't care. You know, it's all good. So, um, yeah, so listen, so that being said, guys, thank you for your time. Ricky, you need to go to bed. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, holdingthesemoments.com, um, holding underscore these underscore moments on Instagram, Bane documentary on Twitter. Um, Queen and, City Pictures. On yeah, Instagram. that's it, Queen City Pictures. And, uh, yeah, October 13th. Yep. That's it. Yep. Thank you for everybody who has listened, especially these Bane series, for the feedback, for the love of it. And I can't thank everybody enough. Like, for real. This has been an awesome, fun ride with these all these Bane guys and capping it off with you guys. It was a perfect ending, I think. And like I said before, like the whole timing thing was perfect because I had no idea that the documentary was about to be announced, you know, or just basically done until Zach told me on that first episode. I had no idea. So the timing couldn't have been more perfect. Truth. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, go figure. It's crazy. And it's fucking good shit all around. Once again, we're going to end with the young and the restless and superhero. Guys thank you so much i'll be in touch i'll i'll let you know exactly i'm gonna run the fl- i'm in the middle of doing the flyer i'll mm-hmm. run it off to you to see if you guys give the thumbs up and we'll go from there Sweet. thanks thank you for having down. us anytime thank you for your time and uh that's it and that's all bane forever fellas bane forever awesome good night guys good night be good